PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. How the heck are you guys doing out there? A new week, a new episode. Something a little bit different this week. I sat down with my buddy Gary Sutherland, AMA National Heron Hound Champion, Works Champion, current privateer off-road rider. Thought it would be cool, something a little bit different this week, being a holiday week, to do uh, a little revisit, so to speak, with Gary Sutherland. So, hope you guys enjoy it. But first things first, RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. So easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the one-stop shop for all of us out there trying to get some parts. So go to Rocky Mountain. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com. Go check out their snow gear if it's snowing where you are right now. Currently outside, it is raining, it's Thanksgiving, and it's pouring rain. So go check out flyracing.com. They have rain gear, snow gear, moto gear, BMX, anything you want. Go check them out. The best, one of the best companies out there right now, WPS, Western Power Sports, and flyracing.com. Go check them out. Racetech, racetech.com. We just got a 2006 YZ125 suspension rebuild. Look for that project bike up on KieferIncTesting.com. We trusted the guys at Racetech to go do this build. My buddy Michael Allen and Test Rider spent 1800 bucks on a YZ125, and Racetech freshened his stuff up. Can't wait to see that. You know how much I love two-strokes, right, Michael? <laughs> Nonetheless, go check out Racetech.com for all your engine and suspension needs. And we're going to throw a little bonus in here. And the last but not least, you guys know, ProTaper, ProTaper.com. Go check those guys out. If you guys are looking for a great handlebar bend with some flex and some strength, ProTaper has you guys dialed in with that. So like I said, I sat down with Gary, and we discussed a few subjects. We didn't talk trash as much as we normally do to each other, because if you guys have listened to other episodes, and I think I've done two of these with Gary, but it's been about a year since I did with did something with Gary. Uh, we're buddies. We go back and forth. We just we bust each other's balls a lot. But in this one, we dive into how his year went, uh, next year, what he's going to do. Um, he's coming to the end of his career. We talk a little bit about that and how athletes deal with that and what they're going to do because obviously off road guys usually do not make enough money to retire, so they have to go to work. And we discuss things like the state of off-road racing and why kids and adults aren't out there racing dirt bikes as much as they used to be. It's not the late 90s, early 2000s when off-road racing was booming and there was hundreds, if not thousands, of people out there racing their dirt bikes. Thou, oh man, those days are long gone. So we talk a little bit about how we can get some of those people back. And I just think it's going to be a cool interview with Gary. He's down to earth. He's pretty much straight up. 
I like that about Gary. He's one of the hardest working off-road guys there is. He took a different path into off-road racing. He was Ricky Dietrich's mechanic back in the day. He went to MMI. You know, what other AMA national champion went to MMI? It's just a crazy story. So hopefully you guys like this interview. It's a good one. We're going to sit there about an hour. So uh, uh, if you guys have any questions, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. If you guys like these type of interviews, as you guys have been, because this off-road stuff I've been doing lately, you guys have been getting me some great feedback. Hit me up. That's, like I said, on my email, and uh, I'll try to do more of these suckers. So stay tuned for Gary. Of course, as always, please support the advertisers that are on this show. It keeps this sucker running and moving, and uh, we'll head this thing into the next year and make it bigger and better than ever. So stay tuned for that. So, all right, here's Gary. Have a good week. I'll see you guys next week. All right, guys, we're here. We're back. Another week, another episode. Doing something a little bit different this week. Gary Sutherland was around these parts. He's a transplant from the high des. That's a whole other subject we could talk about. But he has moved down to the 951. But he has been here riding a couple of days, so I thought, what the hell? We haven't did a podcast with him in, a, I don't know, over a year? Yeah, I think it's been about a year. So I wanted to catch up with you, see how you're doing, what's been going on, what uh, it's like to be Gary Sutherland these days. My hat's not, not Sutherland. Not Sutherland. 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 And my hat's not flat. I still got a curve to uh, it, dude. You're it's good. It's getting flatter. Hey, I'm still not full skinny jean like you, so. Uh, your legs won't accept skinny <laughs> they jean. They will not accept skinny <laughs> jean. You are correct, uh, sir. All right, so for those of you who don't know about Gary, he is from Montana originally. He is your 2017 AMA National Hair Now Champion. Yep. And Works Champion. And Works Champion. 14 Works. And ISDE, what year did you go to ISDE? Uh, 14 and 15. Argentina won the club, the entire club division um, in C2 class, and then got called up and got to race in the trophy team in 15. Right, and you guys can go back to the archives and listen to the other episodes. I think I've done two. One very early in my podcast stage of my job, and then the second one we did after he won his championship, and that was a fun one because if you guys want to <laughs> know about what happened after that, you guys should yeah. go back and listen to that because that one was good. That was a little, yeah. So good let's content. recap from there. So that's kind of where we ended. So after 2017, I wouldn't say Yamaha, but the team dropped you. Yeah. So they didn't have enough room or enough budget for yeah. you, right? Yeah. And then you were on your own. And then what happened after that? What did you do? <clears throat> so basically I got um, – I was able to get – in touch with Chris Wheeler at Suzuki and we had an opportunity at Suzuki to race the RMX. Um, they wanted a flagship or try that try bike off out. road, right? Yeah. With the RMX, which ended up kind of being a little bit of a disaster. The RMX just wasn't ready to be, you know, put into a race setting. And honestly, it ended up long story short, a lot of it ended up just being my own, me doing everything, trying to figure out, trying to develop an RMX into an RMZ race bike, basically. And that, you know, it just took a, a big toll on me, and I never got, really got the bike going. And I ended up riding a 16 RMZ looking like an RMX. And, you know, I just had motor issues and just stuff because I just I didn't have a solid I mean, Let's program. face it, dude. That, that, that chassis and that whole setup is not an off-road motorcycle, you know? No. And, uh, you know... When I got the 18, I actually raced an 18 bone stock last year at the last race of Prim. I had an issue with the 16. It blew up. And I had an 18 bone stock. like RMZ as you could, 450? RMZ 450. As you could buy it off the showroom floor. And I went out and I raced the thing. Bone stock pitted, I think, two or three stock times. Stock suspension? Stock suspension. Oh, wow. Nothing on it. 
boned like literally like just put mooses in it and raced it and uh i ended up third i ended up getting on the podium on that bike so it has potential it's just there was no there was real no no other support there you know it was kind of me on my own and i didn't have money to get the motor where it needed to be and i think you and i both know chris tried his ass off Oh yeah, uh, no, it has nothing. I think to it was do more with, on the Suzuki back end, yeah. and then Chris. You know, Wheeler's a good dude, and he he really tried hard, and he has he has and had huge expectations for me, and getting the brand back into the off road scene, and pushing it, and having another manufacturer there. It just, like you said, the back end. I don't right. think they saw that or wanted to, you know, put in the effort. So it kind of. Kind of fizzled out, and, uh, and that was 2018. 2018. Yeah. Do they offer you another year? Do they try to do something else for 19 for this year? No, no. It kind of just. I think we were like they they wanted like Chris wanted to continue, but he knew he couldn't give me what I needed to be successful, and I mean, that let, was that was the big deal. Let me ask you this. Sorry to interrupt you. So, as a guy that I, I've raced before, I've never won anything like like you have as far as a championship or anything. But coming from a championship year. Now you're on Suzuki's. Not to knock Suzuki's, but that's kind of a, a slap in the face for you, right? Mm, I did you have say a did was. you have a, a a bad taste in your mouth that whole year? No, I think you know what I had a bigger taste bad taste in my mouth was when I asked some of the other manufacturers about support, I had to buy bikes. Mm. And my ego got in the in the way a little bit and I was like, wait a minute, I just won two championships. I'm not gonna buy bikes, you're out of your mind. Right. So when Suzuki came when you know that opportunity rose and I talked to Chris, I was like, well, heck yeah, we, let's get another brand in. Like, I was actually pumped, and I didn't want to go to Suzuki for just a year, and, and then that'd be it. I wanted to push the brand and help develop a bike and actually build something for Suzuki. Um, and I think Chris had the same. We had the, we were totally on the same page, but it just didn't pan out. So that was kind of a bummer because I see a lot of potential. I rode the bike really good. I actually like the bike. Um you know, there's some things that need to be worked on for what I do, but overall, it has the potential. I just didn't have the backing from Suzuki that we needed to be successful, and I think Wheeler 100% knew that going into 19, and was like, you know, I ended up taking a KTM deal, and I mean, he knew he couldn't give me what I needed, so it was kind of just like, you know, mutually went your own mutually, way. yeah, mutually. And I mean, Chris was at my wedding. I mean, right. Chris is a good guy, and I thank him for helping me when nobody else would. You know, I still. Right. Still was able to go racing in 18, so that was good. Um, end of 18, you lined up a KTM deal. Yep. Support deal with K with KTM. Let me, let's clear this up, mm-hmm. okay, because people would assume you got a KTM deal because of your wife. No. Christy LaCurl was a KTM employee for how many years? <laughs> 14, yeah. 14 years. Yeah. But it wasn't like Christy went in there and, no. and signed your deal for you. No, you know, no, she, she got, didn't talk to anybody. I talked to, well, because I talked to Auntie, and I have a good relationship with Auntie from racing KTMs for what three years yeah and then switching and um and you had a lot of good years on that yeah and we had a lot of good wins and podiums and close to championships rather you know i had some injuries that held me back but you know i've had a good relationship with auntie and he always sees how hard i work so i was able to you know i sat down with him and we worked out a deal um support deal so i was able to buy some bikes this year and for the people that don't know what a support deal is what is your support deal i buy bikes at a discount and i run through a dealer so it helps the dealer out, and I was lucky enough to pick up Malcolm Smith Motorsports, and they're super into off-road racing. If anybody knows them, they know how passionate they are. So that was a huge grab for me, and uh, yeah. So and then you get bikes. to keep the bikes, and then you no. get a, the, yeah, you get to keep the bikes. So you buy the bikes, 
at a discount, parts allowance, and then um, basically uh, contingency. Right. So, and then that's obviously your contingency's top three. Uh, yes, yes. Because a lot of people don't know. They listen. They go, "What does he get? He must be getting paid. He's got free bikes. It's not that hard." <laughs> no. But in off road, it's a little bit different. Off road is not. We're gonna get to that. Oh, we're not. Gonna, we're gonna get to that. Okay. No. Yeah. It's it's good. I mean, and with uh, Fred Hatch, he's my title sponsor. He's definitely one of the like. He's the only reason I'm racing really right now, as far as being able to afford to go race. And I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without him. And then of course all my other sponsors. I mean, everybody. It takes every single sponsor I have to to budgetly, you know, go racing. Like I'm not even running race gas. Like I'm not building motors. I'm not doing anything because I can't afford race gas. Right. Because I can't afford to build a motor. Like I'm a bigger guy. Yes, I would love to have some more power. Me and you go through this all the right. time. Trust yeah, me. Exactly. But but I just I can't afford it. Right. So, um, but I'm able to go racing and the bike's good and. Yeah. So yeah, so the 2019 KTM 450 SXF's your platform. Or is it XCS? X, so I have three XCs and one SX. But SX, what's, the, what's the what's the reason why you have the XCs and not SX? Uh, well, I'll have SXs this next year. We'll okay. get into that. But the XC, I wanted the XC honestly for resale value. Okay. <laughs> and I actually raced with a kickstand. Everybody laughs, but I just leave it on. Whatever. It's kind of cool. I, it is. I went riding last week with a kickstand. It was fun. It's the best. If you if you don't have a kickstand, all the moto kids are just like, well, whatever, like. Dude, go right matter. You don't know what's there until you got to use no. it. And you're like, and oh, then shit. you're like, oh yeah, I was at I was at Mammoth, and uh, I won the first moto, and I roll up on the <laughs> podium, and I just put the kickstand down. That's badass. And everybody's like, what? And I was like, what's up? You and know, you, it was, yeah, it's cool. But like, they made when you were on your Suzuki, you had like the headlight number oh, yeah. plate that yeah. pissed some people Piss, off. Pissed people off. Yeah. Uh, so this year, let's talk about this year. So you had some support from KTM. Obviously, you had your supporters, Hatch Racing. Yep. He's one of the guys that help you with some fundage, right? To yep. get to the races, to actually pocket some money. Yeah, well, not pocket. I say just pay my bills and live. You know, maybe well, that's live. what I mean. Like so. you get to pocket and pay some of your yeah. life. We're expenses. not saving. I'm not saving right now. You're Let's not 401k. <laughs> no, no, there's no retirement 401k <laughs> plan going on in the Gary Sutherland LLC. Um, so, all right. So this year, how, what what went on? Obviously, it wasn't a year that oh, you're too stoked on. Man, where do I start? Let's uh, just start from the beginning. Well, it, you know, it started out good. I went down and won Takati. Had fun on the bike and uh then uh ended up going from let's see takati first works race uh had some issues there ran out of gas just miscalculated it we can get into that later i'll, lot, I'll finish well, uh, a couple this, of those yeah, this year. so ran out of gas and in then takati no 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 in uh at prim okay copy. the first race at Sorry. Prim. ran out of fuel. but you won takati that's what i you won takati so okay. you know it was like it was like okay i'm pumped and then uh Got a second at Sprint Heroes, second at the second works race. And then things kind of just like, I don't know, a, lot, a little plateau, I think. I, I wasn't riding that good. I was struggling a little bit with bike setup, which is was kind of my own fault. Um, Suspension? Yeah, I didn't get to test as much as I wanted to. At the beginning of the year, we really didn't get to test. I hurt my back a little bit, and uh, I missed a couple like days or weekends that we were going to test. And then um, came into the third round. Fourth, yeah, fourth round of works of works in Canyon and in qualified broke my foot. Mm. So that was a real crappy deal because I qualified second even on the one hot lap I did and I felt good there and some things were changing and and about that time I uh, got in touch with Seji, yeah. uh, of course, so long time guy. Seji is one of my long time. He's he was Shorty's trainer. He's filthy Phil's uh, trainer. 
He's helped me for six, seven years, maybe longer. And he's just a good, he's like the most redneck Asian you'll find. Yeah, super cool guy. Right. And, you know, when when I broke my foot, I'd been talking to him, like started working out a plan. Because I just, I needed something, I needed to change. And so I went with him and we worked hard through my foot injury, which ended up coming to find out I had, I chipped the end of my tib at the same time and the chips went in my ankle. So four weeks later of doing intermittent fasting and trying to get cut weight because this is a good time to cut some weight. Um, I tried to ride and found out that, uh, wow, I can't ride. Go in. Oh, you have bone chips. So go in, have surgery on the ankle. They pull the, pull the bone chips out. I raced two weeks later because I was still third in the Sprint Hero Championship. So I was like, all right, I want to have overall bonus for the year in that. Actually, I was second. And I uh, was able to race, but when we had after surgery, I had an issue with a nerve in my ankle that, like, I could barely move my foot or touch it, and it was just sharp, stabbing pain in my foot, like, like make you want to pee your pants. Right. So I got through the race. I muscled through the race, tried riding the next week, and I called the doc. I'm like, something's not right, man. I can't even push on the rear brake anymore without, like, wanting to pee my pants. So went back in. He's like, oh, dude. He's like, you have a neuroma. Like, the scar tissue from where they went in, like, reached, like, grabbed around the, the nerve and caused the big balloon thing. So needless to say, I went back back into surgery had surgery again raced nine i think it was nine or ten days after that one so just trying to stay in points for that sprint hero series and over that period of time going through all the surgeries and all the stuff with sedgy and everything it was really good because he kept me on track eating wise and all this stuff and i ended up dropping like 20 pounds yeah you're a bigger dude right yeah and, and i think I, we i i screw with you a lot about your eating. yeah but and i and i, and I I'm like a teenage girl a lot of times. Like I'll eat like normal and then I go on these little like benders benders where I don't eat, you know, and I'm like trying to like try keto and all this <laughs> stuff and shit, you know, I get all jacked up. And so I dropped quite a bit of weight, but honestly, like it was kind of weird. I got back to racing and honestly, I just didn't feel that strong. Like I struggled with the way I was riding and I mean, my body felt good physically. I liked being Off the, the way- bike felt okay. Yeah. But like on the bike, I just didn't feel as strong and I kind of like. I was pressuring. I was so worried about eating and fueling exactly perfect, you know. And and Seji has it down by, you know, he has it down great. And I kept trying and trying and trying, and it just was one of those things where just a lot of things weren't working. And it's funny. I kind of, I think it was, I don't remember. I think it was right before Mammoth, the night before practice, we uh we went to some Mexican place, and I had a margarita and. Had and a beer? A, no, I just had a margarita, oh. one margarita, some fajitas, some chips and salsa. Just ate. Just ate. I just ate Normal some food. human being. Just and ate. man, I went out the next day and I was like, right. I felt like I was like, I'm going to- You're doing I'm gonna, too much. Yeah, so, so, I, so I was like, okay. Just fucking eat so, and drink beers. You so probably do better. I'm not going to do that, but not all the time. But I mean, yeah, I just kind of like, I kind of reset a little bit after that and changed some things up and just tried not to put so much pressure on the eating thing and all that. And then- the last few rounds have actually been good. I mean, this last round, I had a pretty good opportunity to be second, but unfortunately, we were at Prim again, and I ran right out of gas again. Right. That's a whole nother story, but right. But basically, the year is gone because the injuries happened. Gone. Injury and just you know, like I mean, Chris, you're one of the people. People give you crap like, how can you when you get older? You're not going to get any better. I think Preston gives you crap about that or whatever. No, Preston's actually with Preston. me about this. Yeah, but people go, "Oh, you, how can you get better?" But I oh. think as a racer, you search, and so I could tell I was plateauing, so I was searching, 
and Sedgy got me definitely on track and I've learned a lot from him on what to do and how to train and certain heart rate zones and all that kind of stuff. So this year I wouldn't say is a total failure because I learned a lot about myself, about what works for my body and, and what works mentally for me a little bit, you know, you're 32, 32. What? Are you 32 years old? Yeah. 32. Look at dude in your early thirties. Like I feel like in my thirties and even now at early forties, I feel good. Yeah. Like I feel like I ride better now than I did when I was actually racing. Yep. Uh, maybe because of my life has settled down and things have calmed down. I'm not, I'm, like you said, I'm not searching. I'm yeah. not trying to have to do certain things. Yeah. And I think this is my point of view, just me talking to you. It's like 17, you had a good year. You won your championships. You did your thing. You had a bad run on a Suzuki, which not your fault. No. I mean, I think some of that was bike-related stuff. Yeah. And then that hurts your confidence. No matter if it's not yep. your fault or not, your confidence kind of goes, hey, man, you th- I wonder if I can win again. Yeah. Even though you know, you know you can I can, yeah. but until you do it, yep. you doubt yourself. So then comes the searching part. Yeah, and then you start searching, like, why am I doing this? What's going on? And I think, too, like a lot of that mentally, you know, in that year, you know, going from the highest of highs and then not having anything. Dude, that's gnarly. That like, that's, what I, mentally, that's what I was asking like, you. Like, how does that? It affected me, like, it affected me quite a bit just in the fact of, like, you just – it makes you more You did jaded. everything you could possibly yeah. do that year. I, and then I mean, you got – Kurt was the last person to do that. Right. He's the only person to do that. And then I did it, and it was like – You got shit. I'm, you got I'm literally really sitting out on the street with nothing, and I was like, wow. Like, I just did something that I've been dreaming of, and that was a goal that I set when I started – when he did it. Like, that was a goal. I was like – because I saw what he did, and I was like, wow. Look what he – where he went from there. Right. Just it got basically better, yeah. put him legend status, and he started doing rally and had all these, you know, good opportunities. And, of course – as a racer, when you win and you do things, that's what you're like, oh man, if I win, if I do this, like, ha, here's the next step. Well, then, or here's, you know, the next thing. Well, then the when I did can, that yeah. and nothing was there, it, it kind of like made like me a, jaded. It kind of was just like, well, what am I doing this for? Like, it's almost an empty feeling. Yeah, you're like, I just, I rode through injury, I think two different injuries that year, and it was like, I busted my butt to win those championships, and it was like the economy's gone down, right? As yeah, yeah. When Kurt was racing, I think that is it, it's gone up too. But I'm just saying, dirt bike sales are down. But things th- are different. It's different times. Yeah, I think just influence, like the influence that racing has, isn't this like companies and and my sponsors and everybody. Like it's like we talked about it well, the other day. Like it's not just about going and winning a race. It used right. to be because of social media. Now it's not just about winning a race. So Gary know? is. This is what I tell Gary all the time. I'm gonna let you guys in on this shit. <laughs> I bark at him all the time because I feel like he could market himself better. He's not very good at social media. Gary is very old school. Uh, if you look at old school guys that raced, they got rides based on results. Nowadays, it's not like that. It's you got to have those results. You got to be a good person. You got to show up. Uh, you got to be honest. But then you got to do all the other stuff that the older guys like Destry and all these other off-road riders, Kurt. Even Kurt was on the the tail end of that on social media. But like you have to do some some videos. You have to do some outside of the box things to add the engagement. Yep. And that's, you got to have engagement. Yeah. It's not. It's not. So with hold on. Yep. Sorry. With engagement comes dollars sponsorship dollars of course right of course because now you have people that want to know gary sutherland i need to i need more gary yeah and that's and i think and and it's not i've always been somebody i think like you're very approachable and i think through 
everything that I've done racing, like I, I've not just always been like my results have been consistent and I get results, but also like, I want to help the companies I'm with, like no different than you testing or saying, Hey, I want to make this part better. Like if I'm wearing a pair of a set of gear and I tear a hole in or something like, Hey, if you have something new coming out, I want to try that. Like, I want to help you test it. I want to make it the best possible stuff because I want to be able to like, I want to be able to be a part of the brand. I want the the people that you're riding for to be excited to have you and, and not just be like, Oh, he won or he did something cool. Like they, I want to see the, I want them to see the value in having somebody. Well, that, that's the part that I think you have to market you have yourself. To do. Yeah. You have to market yourself. You have to let sponsorship knows that sponsorship companies that you're willing to do that. And then you got to actually help them sell the product. Yeah. Being able to talk like being able to sit down and talk to a guy at the races about a product. It's no like perfect example. You know, how many people are going to walk up to Eli Tomac and talk to him about None. his tires. Nobody. Sure. Right. But guess what? Weekend Warrior guy or the guy at the races, whoever, Joe Blow, I'm out in the desert. This guy's going to come up and he can talk to me about my tires. First off, you can't buy Eli Tomac's tires. Right. But, you know, Dunlop, I can sit there yeah, and, I can, more approachable. and I can say, hey. It's off-road. Too. I'm running an MX-12 at Supreme last weekend. I was the only guy running a paddle-style tire. And everybody's like, what are you doing? The tire's great. Like, right. And I had people asking me about it. And it's like, that's the kind of stuff, like, that's the different difference in you know having value i feel like towards a company is like being able to actually know what you're talking about too with the product like having product knowledge not just running it because somebody's paying you or because oh it looks cool like it works and i like it like bam this is why i can you know you want to there's a lot more involved for you i think as an off-road guy because off-road racers do not make as much as moto guys they're not in the limelight (laughs) like moto guys you guys got to find creative ways to to make money nowadays because Let's face it the 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 salaries that you're making mm. is not very good, and the the racing money, you know, yeah, contingency is not that good. You just have to find another way. So yeah. that's what I'm saying is like I think like you probably could do better if you helped yourself a little bit more. Yeah, and it's hard like because you know with you're right. I am old school. Like I you're always like oh just be you, and I'm like why well, am me in a way because like that's you <laughs> yeah on Instagram I'm just like ah. Oh, these are my kids. This is what we're doing with family stuff. And like, that's my life. And, and honestly, like I, sometimes you're right. Like I should market myself better. Go do videos or stuff. But sometimes I'm also like, I step you got back. bike work. You I got, got bike kids. work. I got, got kids. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. do I, what I like, it's a, it's a real big catch 22 because you're like, well, do I sacrifice some of this stuff, family time right. or whatever to go do a video or do this or that to make extra money or what? So it's like, you got to prioritize, you got to prioritize. And honestly, like, it's I tough because I wrote this doing in, my in the article that I that I did on Pulp is if you're doing it right, your day's gone. Yeah, every day, and that's the way I, I'm. I'm the same, but I like you get up, you do your work, you're doing this and bike work, you get done riding. It's like holy crap! Like it's, it's five. Oh, o'clock. and then and then you know Christy gets home from work and we have Cheyenne and Emery's doing homework and next thing you know it's eight o'clock and right. then it's like oh bathe the kids, bam and then it's like oh hey babe what's up it's, like, <laughs> it's nine let's go yeah. to bed you know yeah. like you're beat. So it it's like sometimes – and I'm not always great. Like everybody – like you know I'm not always great about being super organized and prioritizing having a set schedule. I've gotten way better. You know that. Yeah. Like gotten way better with that. But, um, yeah, well, it's just something you got to work on and hopefully next year. Next year. So let's talk about next year. So you're – Hey, sorry to interrupt you and the interview, but it's time for some commercials. Sit back, relax, listen, get some discount codes, and thank me later. Thank you guys for listening. Are you an older guy? You still like to go racing like me? 
and you want longer motos, go to OregonOldTimers.com. No, they just don't go to Oregon and race. They go to Arizona, Glen Helen, Mesquite, Montana, Hangtown, Washougal, even British Columbia. I'm going to hit up two or three of these suckers next year. Ride. Bring your kids. They have a support class. It's a great time. I'm going to be there. Go camping. It's a good vibe. Go check them out. OregonOldTimers.com. If you have any questions, hit me up. Chris at Kieferink Testing, and I will help you out. See you guys there. Thanks to the guys over at 60 Helmets. That's right there on board with the KieferInkTesting.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 60helmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 60 helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys, and it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 60 Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keferinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 60. So please, guys, go check them out. 60 Helmets, hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 60. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, B-L-U-D lubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain. And uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils. And uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil did some temperature readings it was a little over 30 degrees cooler in my yz450f compared to some other oils i've been running so the stuff is good they sponsor over 250 racers from enduro enduro cross hair scrambles utvs supercross now they got some supercross guys so go check them out bloodlubricants.com use the discount code kefer and get some percentage off your oils they'll ship them to you probably get a hat or two you know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out. Bloodlubricants.com. Screenprintingdone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil.
Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit them at VertexPistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. And I've got one for you. Save some money. VertexPistons.com You looking to get a new hoodie for the wintertime? How about a hat? Or how about you're just going to be a good boyfriend or a husband and get your wife or chick something cool like a tank top or maybe even some socks? Go to FMFRacing.com. Look cool at the track. Look cool when you go to dinner. Nothing else says I ride dirt bikes more than an FMF hat and t-shirt. Kiefer Inc. 19 saves you some dough. You can look cool, thank me later, get best dressed awards as you walk down the sidewalk. And hey, if I see you at the track wearing your FMF swag, chances are you will win something from Kiefer Inc. testing. So do it. Go to FMFRacing.com, get yourself some swag. Kiefer Inc. 19 saves you some money. I will see you at the track with your FMF swag. Hey, are you guys looking for a battery for your bike? Is it dead? Are you pushing the button and nothing happens? Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries. Longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And hey, they make chains. Very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep. Still good. And of course, they have oil too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool. Firepowerparts.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450 and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars, you don't want a crossbar. Protaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, protaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyfring testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Pro Taper. ProTaper.com. We're back. Thank you for listening to the commercials. I don't want to say it's your last year, but we're winding down. Yeah, you know. It, You're 32, <laughs> 32. Which, which, which is weird because 32 is not, in off-road world is not old. It's probably your peak time for off-road racing. 100%. I, I know I can be competitive for more than you know more right. than one year you probably got five I, years if you I, easily, I know i could do it competitively for five years the thing is is it comes down to being able to support myself support my family 
have opportunity enough to where I'm not stressing about bills. And it's it's sad, but I think a lot – I mean, people listening to this podcast probably aren't going to remember. Like, Justin Soule, dude ripped on a motorcycle. Yep. One of the – like, gnarly guys I raced against. Bobby Garrison, freaking – there's, you know, Chris Johnson, Nick Burt, uh, Bobby Rose Bonds, Rich, Bobby Bonds, so many good guys at works. And there's still so many good guys now. But all those guys, the only reason they stopped racing wasn't because their age it was because of money. They couldn't make the money needed to hang it out. Like people go, oh, man, you get to raise a dirt bike. It's like, yeah, but also like you got to hang it out. Like You got to weigh the options. You got to weigh the options. Like, right. oh, can you make X amount of dollars racing a dirt bike, but you got to hang it out and you're risking your life. Or are you going to make X amount of dollars doing something you like, but you're just working? You know, it's – I don't know. It's a catch. It's a tough it's situation hard. because you, when you get older, you have more uh, priorities that are important to you versus just riding your dirt bike. Back when we were early 20s, that was your life. Yeah. That's all you cared about. And you'll take – and that's the, that's the kind of – And you'll of, take nothing. Well, that's the problem right now. for free, right? Well, and that's kind of the problem. People go, oh – you know, I, I look at it this way. Like people go, oh, man. Well, yeah, he doesn't have a family. And it's like – but that's not the point right now. I don't feel like in off-road racing is like you shouldn't have to be 21 to 25 years old living with your parents and just being enough to, to pay your, you know, your Chipotle bill basically and, and whatever. Right. You know, it's like you should be you should be getting paid what you're worth. I mean, and there's guys right now. I mean, there's not a lot of guys in works and in there, off-road. I'm not saying you have to name names, but is there a guy out there that shouldn't have a ride that's getting paid? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. The problem is I don't know what some of these people are signing for because I know back you know, a few years ago I hear hearing rumors of people signing for ten, twelve thousand dollars salaries and right. I'm like, Well how am I supposed to pay my how am I supposed to pay my mortgage, right. let alone like live and so and you have to run all their stuff. So I, I just it just kinda it's just kinda sad to see that you know, and and I, trust me, if I was eighteen years old and I was living at home and some yeah, some kid said yeah. or some Factory said, hey, man, here's a rock star hat or a monster hat. Here's a bike and $10,000. You know what I'd be doing? I'd yeah. be figuring out any way I can to make $10,000 and race that bike. Right. But in off-road racing, if people keep doing this, like, they're just chopping they're the legs. They're killing off, right? everybody off to a point where, like, guys like myself or even Robbie Bell, like, guys like that. Like, Robbie, I think he retired, what, two years ago now. And, like, a lot of it becomes, you know, you're you're busting your butt week in, week out. And in off-road racing, you know, most of us are working on our own bikes. Yeah. We're, you know, we don't have all the fan, like, all the support that, like, a factory moto rider has. So, there's a lot more that goes into it. And I'm not saying, I'm not taking anything away from those guys. They, like, they have a long schedule and they're gnarly dudes, for sure. But it, it just becomes taxing year in, year out, just working on bikes 24-7. Because what we do is way harder on the bike. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, geez, you know, you get pull motors out and doing this and... So I next know. year you're back. I'm back. Same deal. Working, yeah, working on that right now. Trying to figure out all the little logistics. It looks like I'm going to be on KTM's. And you're um, doing two series. Yeah, I think I'm going to do big six and works. Oh, no um, sprint enduro. Maybe some sprint enduro. I haven't. I actually haven't fully decided, but I think I think big six and works are going to finally stop putting <laughs> races on top of each other. Yeah, I think okay. they might actually. Use the brains and right. let's get on the same page and uh, and because that's I think a lot of our problem on the West Coast is we have too many series. Right. Like we have too much going on. You have Big Six works, then you have Works Sprint Hero, then you have Big Six Sprint Hero, then you got West Coast Hair Scrambles, 
and then you got district, th- which you, is a good thing. It's good to have. But you need to have it spread apart a little bit, right? Well, I feel like the Sprint Hero Series between I would love to see Works and Big Six combine their Sprint Hero, make one big Sprint Hero Series, right? Like work together instead of having t- like. I don't know. I mean, I haven't really talked to sponsors about this 100%, but, like, think about this. Like, how many people saw stuff about Work Sprint Hero and the other? Like, the last okay. round, I didn't I've even told see you this. Unless you're a fan and you know dirt bikes, I don't know yeah. shit about the race. And that's what I'm saying, though. If you had one big, like, one, you had your Works and your Big Six, and then both of them came together and we had one big Sprint Hero series or Sprint yeah, Hero it, series. Yeah. They work together, and then it's a bigger championship. So then factories like KTM and Husky and all these guys will, instead of sending maybe one guy to um, you know, the works one and then Honda sending a guy to the other one, we can all have all the factories at one off-road event you know, instead of splitting them up because so, then it's just it, nobody knows. Nobody's right. Like, oh, where did you win? I want to talk about the state of off-road, and this is only an hour podcast. but oh. um, So next year, two – KTM's again. Yep, I think we so. got gear locked in. No. Okay, so gear may change, may not change. Yeah, not sure yet. Um, but right now you're trying to collect collectively put together a program so you can go race and make mm-hmm. a little bit of money. And are you? We talked a little bit about this, but you think you're competitive? Yeah, I mean, Zach Bell right now is on. <sighs> dude, dude beat us by like twenty. 20 seconds in hot laps on Sunday. Like, right. dude's on it. Like, he's definitely in. Taylor, I mean, Taylor and them just won six days. I know he was a little, I think he was a little fatigued. He was a little off his game there. But between those two guys, like, they've definitely set the pace, and they're, they're there. So I know I can be competitive. I just have to get all my stuff in line. Like, and honestly, like, some of it comes down to stressing about money, stressing it. Like, when you have that in the back of your mind, as a, I mean, I've been there too. I've been there just riding, period. Like, Buddies want to call me. Hey, do you want to go riding? And you're so you're thinking about, oh man, I got to pay this, pay this, and pay that. Then I feel like I'm out riding and I'm not really doing anything to help my quality company. over quantity. Like I can come yeah. up here and ride rough track by myself, and I do. Yeah. But if I come up here with somebody else that's pushing me, way better training. So I I like I sit back and I'm like that for this next year. I really want to make sure that I can free my mind up and just be 100 percent focused on just putting in the work and, and yeah. getting the results and not. You know, and, and I'm going to have to, like... you got to have stresses about life. Yeah, you have life distractions. it's gnarly when you have a lot of that piled onto you, and yeah. then you're going to have to really focus in and hang it out and do your job. Yeah, and so, I mean, I feel like I can be competitive in, um, for next year and, and even years past, but I think, I think, you know, moving forward, I also know, like, my role, like, I'm getting close to the end of my career, right. and I understand that, and I'm, hey... I know there's no shiny retirement. I'm going to go back to work after right. this. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I get it, and I'm happy doing what – and I want to race as long as I can because I want to enjoy taking my family to the races and um, and just get to enjoy – Quality of life. I love. Yeah, and, and, that's, and, and I want – like that's what I want to try and help out with all my sponsors too is like, hey, I'm in a good position. Like I've talked to a couple of manufacturers. I'm like, hey, I understand where I'm at. Like use me. Use my knowledge and use like – I am hard on equipment, but right. I've gotten better, but I ride it differently now. So, like, use me to help you and your brand or your younger riders or whatever. Like, Yeah, you can help me like, groom someone if you – Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm 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 open to anything, and I'm not, I'm not just – Look like, at 
for the, you guys listening out there, if you guys do really want a durability rider, <laughs> this would be the guy. Like, I'm I'm not particularly hard on parts and motorcycles. I can test like a motherfucker, but <laughs> I'm, the, if you want to go through brakes, you want to go through clutches, you want to see how tough your shit is, gear, parts, whatever, I think you'd be a Oils, great asset. anything. It don't yeah. matter. And that's – it's funny, though, because you watch me ride and you're like, dude – you're it's not, not abnormal. Yeah, it's not like – well, that's the crazy thing is like I watch video. I watched a couple of videos from Prim and I'm like, you can hear me. I'm in third gear. And then I hear other I feel dudes like, like the Baylor <laughs> brothers are gnarlier than you are. Oh, yeah. Well, right. Stu's gnarly just in right. general. Like He's a gnarly I just dude. feel like those guys would be hard on bikes. Yeah. Yeah, so, for sure. But I, I feel like you'd be a good durability guy. So if you're, you're yeah. a company out there wondering about your product – Send it to Gary Excuse or get me. a hold of me, and then we'll send it to Gary and yeah. I can go through it. I can I can put it put it through the ringer. So next year, two series. You're coming back, KTM's. Yep. And you, and your training program. Will we going back on normal food and just riding, mm-hmm. or what are we doing? Don't know yet. That's... Christy, Christy, cooking any meals? No, for you? Christy cooking. <laughs> with, she's the problem, man. She she's she like needs, Christy. You need to help your your man here. She does. She's like, meals. I want to get skinny. I want to do, even though she's well, skinny as a rail. Let's, like, let them do that. No, that's she's fine. skinny. She. Right. The problem is, is like, she's like, oh, I don't feel like eating tonight. Let's just, let's just get something. But right. no matter what, like, I can get a salad somewhere, and it's still not as good as eating at home. You know, right. and you're spending money that doesn't need to be spent. So I always meal prep. You always make fun of me for it, but I meal prep just because. Then like you wanna, my you portions. You want to know why I make fun of you? Why? Because. You're just like all those other nine five one. No, dorks. I'm not, dude. I'm going to the BC. Fit I don't meals. go to B. Like I, I went, understand I used that, but it just, Will Will uh, stuff is good. Hey, don't knock it till you try it. Will stuff was good. I'm not saying I just can't stuff. afford it, so just I just everyone do my own thing. copies everybody. I didn't shit. copy. I was meal prepping up here in the high desert. I meal prepped when I live in Arizona. Whatever. I bake frattadas. You've changed. You changed. Yeah, whatever. Temecula life. Get on the program. Temecula dude. life has changed, Gary. Everybody. Yeah. Flat bill. Flat bill. Cool guy. Left the high desert. <sighs> I do argue with him all the time. I feel like you were way better when you were up here. I know me, you, Kelly, we all, everybody's like, oh, you're way better. But it's funny. Everybody keeps saying that, but I've actually had more pedaling, more moto, and I still come up and ride rough track, not as much as they think, but I do come up and ride rough track, and I have rough tracks that I've built close to my house that I've been riding. Championship year was where you'd live. Well, that's, I'm just asking. What's that? No, I understand. I lived in the high desert. Oh, okay. But, but. It, that's not the whole reason. No, I know, but I'm I mean, saying, I, would, I get they can bust my my balls on it yeah. all they want, yeah. but I actually put in. I have a more structured training program living where I am now no, than I when I did your here. Life structure is better than it was when you oh, were yeah. single. You know, I think your life structure goes all over the place. Now you're <laughs> married, you're settled down. That is better. For not you. settled down. We're always wide open. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. you're settled down. Um, so let's talk about the state of off road racing. Not like it used to be. Nope. Um, what can these guys do? I raced a National Heron Hound this year, which was gnarly for me because I haven't <laughs> did that in a long time. I kind of have more respect. Well, I've always had respect for you guys that go fast out there, but like the shit that you guys race over at high speeds is gnarly. There's no one out there. There's not mm-hmm. a lot of support anymore. No. You look down the line. There's not a lot of those people there anymore. Yeah. Um, not to give anything away from Jake because Jake rode really good oh, this yeah. year. Jake, Joe, yeah. Dalton, all those guys, they're still ripping. I mean, the pace is still there. And I think – How honestly, do we get more people out there? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I know from my experience, for me personally, like the reason I'm not racing Heron Hounds is it all came to – it all comes down to budget 
and it's hard on bikes and the bonuses for me weren't as much like risk versus reward. Like I wasn't, my bonuses were more to race works. Right. So I was like, well, I'm going to go race works because it's easier on the bike. My part, I won't have a certain amount of parts and it kind of sucks that that's, you know, that's how I have to look at it. Um, and I think too, like with what I race, like I know with works, Randy Perry's bought out, uh, Sean, Sean's out and Randy's running the work series and he's been doing a good job listening to the pros trying to make the series better that whole um, force post shit is for, nice. well so the force post insane. it is i understand it but they're trying to build their social media they're trying to market and i know you always talk about marketing they're trying it's no different than rockstar every 14 days everybody's rockstar too. i understand yeah but whoever's behind whatever it is that right. they have a reason and i'm fine with i'm fine with you know, being a sheep and doing what we got to do. The only thing I would love to see with West Coast Off Road, what are you laughing <laughs> at? Sheep. Yeah, everybody just, That's you a know, good analogy. I like gets that. in a file, falls, <laughs> man. <laughs> Get in line. Get in line. So I would love to see uh, World Off Road yep. series yep. be more off road. I yeah, want to start motoy, seeing. Right? Oh, dude. It's fire road. Literally, fire road if you nationals. guys don't know what works racing is, to me, as a moto guy, I'd be like, oh, that that sounds something like like a go do because basically they grade a road. I wouldn't say grade, <laughs> well, they grade really a road, path, but yeah, through it's... somewhere, and then you race that, and then they throw a sprinkling of rocks and logs in, and then you got a fourth gear wide open straightaway. Yeah, kind of, I mean, it, that's, that's a not off road. That's a little, no, it's not off road. That's the thing is, I understand the places we go. Like we go to Glen Helen, our Glen Helen round this year. Like I was so pumped, we we rode it. I mean. Granted, we had rain and it ended up being crazy, but their layout was full off road. Like we had uh, Boy Scout and canyons and single track, and it was like creeks. And, and I was yeah, and I was like, this is. I was so pumped. I'm like, yes, they get it. We're gonna go back to old school works racing. You know, we're gonna have some fat. You gotta have some fast stuff. I get it. You right. got your motor track, your fast stuff. But let's start going back to places that have good off road. You know, Milford, uh, Monticello, Utah, and when we go to places that are faster like even prim this weekend the one side of the road wasn't too bad it was pretty quick lots of turns but then we got on the other side and it was like wide just, open yeah i think shorty said his gps he clocked himself at like 89 miles an hour down one of the straightaways Damn. that was his top speed yeah. so it's like and i get like i get some people like that mm-hmm. stuff but that's what big six is technically like big six is a grand prix mm-hmm. and they're always been known for fast stuff and i think works kind of pushed that way with sean when he went through all the side by side and four wheeler stuff, right. which kept works alive. And like, hey, Sean kept the series going. Good yep. for him. And I was super pumped to hear that we we're going to motorcycle only this year. And then we had a couple rounds where we ended up riding some of the side by side course. That's where I broke my foot. And I know works is trying, and I know Randy has his. You know, he's working his butt off, right. and they're trying. I just think sometimes they don't have enough people around them to help them. With racing and and I and I don't know, like I about clearly, this? clearly can't go and say, hey, can I go design a track? Because it's kind of a conflict of interest for. What about you? You know, after your racing career is done, just something that you'd be interested in doing, helping and doing, promoting some races. Yeah, possibly. Like I enjoy because obviously you know what what makes a good off road course. You've been a yeah, champion, I mean, been there, and you're not going to please everybody. No, but I'm saying maybe because even the riders complain about what you're complaining about sometimes. Well, too. and and it's not just me. I'm not talking about. I'm not I guess talking it's not about really putting, a complaint. That's a bad word. But, but I'm not talking about suggestion. putting more off-road in for yeah. pros. I'm talking about putting more off-road in for everybody. Right. Like most of the amateur guys that either come with me, my buddy Kelly, 
um, guys that show up that I tell them about works, they like slower, more technical. They don't like they don't want to get hurt. No one they got to go, go ninety miles no. an hour, dude, and hit a freaking square edge. And if you do, guess what? You're already racing best in the desert, or you're racing big six. But there's, and, there's other places avenues yes, to go do. And that. that's where I feel like I want to see works get back to their true like off road roots. And I and I'm fine with like Havasu is always good because it's a more motoy one of the season, and right. it's still it's all about nutrition. You know, it's like. Who's in the best shape, basically, is how Havasu always works out. So go places like that. But um, just start going, like, having better off-road courses. And uh, they've been pretty good about feedback. They did uh, – this past weekend we had three rock sections to go up and down. And uh, Yeah, Kelly filled in yeah, all that stuff. They let one of the – they let them run the dirt next to the fence, yeah. which they we need piled to a bunch that of – that off. Yeah, like some dudes bunch – like some people piled a bunch of rocks so they couldn't do it. Well, then one of the teams went out, must have been during a rider meeting, and pulled all the rocks so then they could use that line. So basically you only had to go up one rock hill if you if you wanted to. You could actually ride the fence and do a little rock and then a little rock and then ride the fence down. So yeah. it was like, well, well, this isn't a pro section. Like yeah. That's the point of a pro section is to make it so difficult that people – that it does make a difference in right. the race. And it didn't make a difference really. Did Be- the first lap because everybody was kind of like, ah. Being but. that you've raced for so long and won, it's still fun for you to race and ride dirt bikes? Mm, hit and miss. Is it? I, I I have fun with it, but I also, like we said, I, stre- I'm st- I have more fun when I'm not stressing about things. Like if I know that I have enough money coming in to pay my bills, I'm not trying to – Get a re- like we said, I'm not yeah, trying to yeah, get a retirement. Yeah, for not trying to buy houses. Not trying to like. Yeah. I got my house. I got my my family. We're good. Situation. I want to be forward. able to live. I want to be able to live comfortable enough that I'm not stressing about paying a bill. I want to be able to just just enjoy racing. Right. And I think sometimes that t- it takes the fun out of it when you bust your butt, and then it just it yeah, doesn't pan it. out. You don't get the money. You know, you're you're busting your butt for for nothing. You're like, well, why am I out? doing this if it's you know and that and i and i've recently you know i've we got some rain we got to trail ride and like kind of was a fresh you know fresh breath of air for me a little bit just to do something different and you know bring some of that fun back yeah bring some of the fun back i mean my buddy chris never wants to trail ride so i would trail ride new mexico you just weren't there i just didn't get invited dude well i didn't know if you could go and honestly, uh, Travis actually wanted to plan this whole trip, so we went. But it That's is cool. fun. Like I like trail riding. I just get burnt out on all the stuff up here. I yeah, no, I it. get you. I um, get that. But for some reason, I never get burnt out on moto. I just love it. Which is crazy to me because you just go around and I know. around and around. But and I around feel around like you can never around. master it. Like No matter how fast or how yeah. good you ride, I feel like I can always do better. And a trail ride you is can't. relaxing to me. But you could do a lot better at trail riding. But I don't look at myself <laughs> – trail riding trying to become better at trail riding i feel like it's just trail riding I mean, and you should though but i think i've i've learned a f- little th- a few things just like even one big thing this year is i noticed it we talked about living down the hill right the, it, you guys always oh you rode so it's like i didn't really ride rough track anymore the only thing i did different in my program then that i do now is i was racing here in hounds so i would trail ride from my house i would you know once or twice a week or probably once a week i would do my hair and hound loop mm-hmm and it would be, you know, trails and all this stuff. And I think that was the only thing that I haven't done. And I noticed my, some of just those quick twitch bike skills. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. Slow down a little bit. Yeah, slow down a little bit. And so 
riding awkward stuff. Like, you know, you go to a work race, like the last work race, those corners aren't perfect 90s or 180s like you see on a motocross track or they're not like a flowy fun section they're weird and the lines are jacked up and they're rough and like shit's crisscrossing so you're like i think adding more trail riding in even in the summer when it's miserable is good yeah i'm not doing that oh well that's part of my life's done see and then i have to go do that by myself so then it makes it less fun yes i understand so i would love to ride more i just physically can't do it like i gotta ride for my job but then when i have to do um, something else it takes yeah. away from stuff here, right? I feel you. Uh, so one more thing I wanted to add before we wrap this thing up here. Rally, I talked to you about rally before. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about rally? How do you feel about Ricky? And would you something that would you like to do something like that? I mean, I'd always Shorty's doing really good. Yeah, I'd love to have the opportunity to try it. I have zero expectation in the fact that I would be good at it or anything because I see how. Okay, let's face it. You're smarter than Ricky. Ricky's <laughs> Rick, doing it. Rick got us lost on Ricky mountain bike in Honda s- Valley. Remember? We yes. were trying to get through Honda Valley. Look, Ricky, hey, you Ricky. guys might not know Ricky like we know Ricky, <laughs> but Jesus. Wow. Uh, man, you just busted him up pretty oh, good. Oh, man. No, I, I would like to try rally, but it's kind of funny. You know, uh, I see, you know, Ricky goes over and, and, you know, it takes him a couple years. He has success. Same with Shorty. They're having yep. success. And it's kind of funny to see all these other people like, oh, I can do that. I can. It's 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 not easy. No. It's no different. Like, Shorty came to works, and he was like, honestly, dude, I thought I was going to do better. And honestly, look, like, being around him, he one of the coolest guys ever. Yeah. Like, most humble, cool guys, but also silent assassin, yeah, man. Silent the dude assassin. is snarly. He will like, slam your shit. He will slam you. Yeah. I like that. And we, we had a lot of fun racing together this year, but – just the same thing. Like if I went to a GNCC, I'd get smoked. Right. So same with rally. Like you're not going to just jump in and do good. And I think you can do okay, but there's so many more risks that are involved with rally. And like you can't – it's like it's like racing desert in a way where you have to respect it. So you're in? You want to do it? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in. If there's an opportunity out there, I would love to go try it. I'd love to go – do some road books and, and see if my navigation, cause I feel like I have a pretty, you know, growing up in Montana and hunting right. and stuff. And like, you know, we've trail road with me. I have a pretty good idea of yeah. North, South, East, West, you got a good stu- sense of directions, right. but clearly I don't know anything about riding a dirt bike and trying to keep it pinned and looking down at, but I feel road like you're overall, you're good. You have street smarts. You, you, you're good mechanically. Like I feel like those brain pieces yeah. would be good for rally as well. You know? Yeah. So, and I think, and I, and it is, and I think, dude, I would love to see, you know, Ricky or Shorty bring back the car this year. Hey, and I, I think they have a good chance. Yeah. Both of them are riding super good. And I know, you know, they work well together. They do a lot of training together. And, yeah. um, you know, I've raced against Rick a long time. And the dude's, dude's got the talent to yeah, do he it. Sends it. He sends it and he knows, like, he's got it figured out. So, and I know there's a lot more that goes into rally just talking to them about strategy and oh yeah there's a lot of little stuff that's not it's not just about just going fast and navigating like there's a lot of team tactics they do and so and just being a part of a team and even if like hey i had to go ride like rick did the first year i think for honda where he was just learning and you're basically you you don't pass these guys you ride behind them and if yeah. their bike breaks you it's help almost them. like being in tour de france but you're on yeah. a dirt bike like being a what are they in the peloton right yeah you have a peloton yeah and you have uh the you have the um 
domestique that goes back and gets the water. Oh, so I, I don't know if I want to be the domestique. You're I'll a sheep. The, you said you're a sheep. I'm a sheep, man. So then you'd be a domestique. <laughs> no, nah, I want to be in the Peloton. All right. So, Gary, you're in next year. So if you guys go in. see uh, – you guys are at the races, and you guys are at the works race, Big Six, uh, Sprint Enduro. Mammoth, Vet Nationals. He looks intimidating, but he's actually a pretty nice guy. Yeah. He looks like a dick. I'm not. You got a resting dick face no. a little bit. <laughs> Between Christy's face and my face, we're just like, whoa, Ooh, stay away. <laughs> yeah. no, ah, yeah. I'd rather come good. to you than Christy. No, nah, she's good. No, she's good. but She's good way better she's now. Intimidating. She's way uh, – I got her in her happy place. Yeah, she's but see, good, you're man. married to her, dude. Like, I'm yeah. off the street looking at Christy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking to her. Yeah, she's, she's very intense. She's an intimidating person, but yeah. very intense. She's but she's soft. a sweetheart. She's soft. Yeah. Um, congratulations on getting married. Yeah, just real smart. One vagina for the rest of your life. For the rest awesome. of your life. Awesome. Idiot. Don't Idiot. do it. <laughs> got two kids now. Yep. Two do you have kids. any more kids? Nope. Getting snipped. I'm gonna get snipped. I think. Yeah. That's the plan. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Two's a lot. Two is a lot. So, all right. Hey, farewell tour. Next year? No, 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 no. We're we gonna no. do that? No, no, because I don't want to. F- no, farewell I tour. Wanna, I don't want to put a put a cap on it. Like if I have an opportunity to keep going, but yeah, I'm just saying. Like, look, yeah, if you're can, not gonna be racing for free. That's what I'm trying to. Well, get no, at. that's the thing. I have like first come, like first thing that has to happen is I have to pay my bills. Right. If I pay my bills, then yeah. I'm going to go, go racing. Race. Okay. And, I mean, I might be picking up some side stuff this year to try and, you know, shoot. This year I painted a house with Kelly. I did right. windows a couple times just to make a few extra hundred bucks to, you know. I told you you could help me, but you don't want to do any of that. You don't ever you don't ever. I said, oh, you want to test? You're like, oh, you'll pay me? You'll yeah, well, you got to pay money. me. I would. <laughs> but the, the, the I don't rates know. aren't very good for you. Yeah, I this guess. is high des rates. Dude, I'm in the 951. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Exactly. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. All right, so how can people get a hold of you if – you know, you want some help, and they're going to say, hey, I want to help Gary. How are they going to get a hold of you? Hey, uh, well, Sutherland205 on Instagram. At Sutherland205 on Insta. On Insta, because, you know, I'm marking myself. Sutherland205 at gmail.com. Yep. Wow, how did I remember that? That's pretty solid. Sutherland205, not Sutherland. Sutherland. S-U-T-H-E-R-L-I-N-205 at gmail.com. And KTMs, Orange Brigade. Yep. Support Ride. Yep. Maybe we get a Kiefer Inked sticker on there, possibly. Hey, man, everything's got a everything's logo. For sale. Everything's for sale. <laughs> I got. I have plenty of room. I mean, I'm a bigger guy, so it's just more real estate. That is like, true. I have broad shoulders. You always make fun of my lats and Dude. stuff, having a big back and hey, strong. For you guys out there listening, if go up to Gary and you, you ever see him getting dressed, you know, going out. <laughs> to, Dude, his lats are so big. If you guys remember a, a bodybuilder named Dorian Yates, look that up. <laughs> That's what Gary's back looks like. It's freaking huge. Dude, when you're done racing, Body if build? you worked out, I do work out. So no, no, I mean like just strictly uh, like weights, like yeah, yeah. free weights. You'd be <sighs> huge, dude. Yoked. Just That's what yoked. I want to see you like after done racing. Just, just no, because like out. I don't want to get so yoked I can't wipe my own ass or something. That's you awesome. know, <laughs> do that. All right, all right, guys. So Gary, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Um, so go say hi to him. Be nice. Yep, I'm always in the pits. There'll be kids running around. M's always on her Stasic or yep. doing something crazy. So. Make sure you come by and say hi. All right. Thanks, dude. Thank you.